fucking using his old computer vice his other computer i'm still using the new one i just i just do my audio on the other one dude it was just like you were dropping out it was very frustrating i love you but very frustrating uh yeah i'm aware thank you wait so that's what happened so like we stopped doing youtube because uh you you use your own computer i have no clue what's up with youtube okay well we stopped doing video chat because uh you kept dropping out Oh, we could still do video chat, yeah. I, well, video, the, I, I only do audio through the new one because for some reason this computer <clears throat> drops random times when I'm talking. I think to, to save on like uh, like computer use and whatever or whatever the fucking memory is, I think it's just easier to just do the uh, voice chat. I'm down for video, yeah. but... Yeah, I, I want to do video chat only. I was just taking an advantage of the opportunity to bust your balls. <laughs> that was that was okay. that was well, unnecessary. Well, that was unnecessary. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yeah. So I, oh, yeah. I didn't want to bring the mood down. I was trying to make a joke. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's all good. Okay, good. Uh, uh, want to talk about Jane's addiction? Yeah. Uh, so here, here, here's the thing: is um, I gotta introduce you guys because you're so sexual and violent, and yes. you're, you're fucking Mr. Rob Fortune. I can almost see your aura. Through the screen, I can feel your aura. Like it's it's magical. You're like a you're like a very young, beautiful Buddha. So oh, that's good. All right. So I feel more, I feel more like a warrior princess right now. But uh, thank you, Jomo. I I could totally see you in like a Renaissance fair dress with like fucking a full beard and just like oh, what's up? <laughs> yeah, you know what would be yeah. funnier? Just but it, like using using um uh paint to just cut out his head and <laughs> put on some. Somebody else's that'd be funny too all right well that's it i gotta do some introductions because i miss you guys so much he just stands in the shower thinking after he's done jerking off mr rob fortune rob how are you i'm uh i'm, I'm good uh how are you jomo i'm doing good i'm jomo please don't trust me i will spike your drink and you will get cosby'd that's all i have to say <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> true. you will get cosby be, yo, that motherfucker's out of jail, by the way. I think yeah, he, he is, I know. Oh, we, we can forgive Cosby, but we can't forgive Louis C.K. I can, I can totally forgive Louis C.K. I don't, I don't think anyone's forgiven Cosby. He just got out on like a loophole. Yeah, he, yeah. he got off on a technicality, yeah. man. And yeah, I, technicality. I, here's the thing is, I don't think C.K. did anything. I think it was kind of scumbaggy to kind of use your, your, your position and your, your, uh, your celebrity clout. To be like, hey, do you want to watch me jerk off? Because it kind of puts women in an uncomfortable situation. Like, they know Louis C.K. is loaded. They, he's got some power. But at the same time, he he asks him, do you want... There's a consent, you know? There's, there's a, he's yes. asking a question for consent. <laughs> so if you just stand there and just say, well, I guess, then you are consenting to watching some weird dude with a gut jerk off. So, <laughs> so Yeah, that's true. I, I, I bought Louis's new special. I really like it. He addresses this really well. Uh, I forgive him. I'm ready for him to be a, a comedian again. You know, I like him. He, I, yeah, for sure, for sure. I, and, I, and I think he, he's, a, he's a man when it comes to... Uh, he, he, he gave white people a chance, you know? I feel like he really <laughs> gave white people a chance. And he's holding on for the white race. He's, made, he's like, hey, we're, we're still relevant. We're still relevant. Look at me. I love CK, man. He's fucking hilarious. Yeah, um, my guy. That's good. And I got to finish up the introduction. He says, "Thank you, boys." After his bukkake party, Mr. Jack Falcon. Jack, how are you? <laughs> yeah, uh, mm, it was okay. Was I, I got to go back to the cans. You yeah, it was a bottle, but you popped. That was a fuck. Me, me. Okay. It would be. It sounded like a fart too. Kind of. It sounded like a fart. Dude, that, this is this is this is a bud too. This needs to go. Why would you drink that trash? Drink it, drink it, drink a Yingling or something. Yeah, tastes and smells know. and sounds like a fart. It piss smells <laughs> exactly. It it, it it sounded like a fucking queef, like a belch. Yeah, but 
I gotta ask you a fuck Mary Kill. We haven't talked about fuck Mary Kill in a minute. Probably not gonna know who these people are. Let me get my browser up. So no no no, you you'll know them. It's relevant oh, okay. to what we're talking about. Oh, okay. So you got a fuck Mary Kill. Dave Navarro, Perry Farrell, Flea, go. Okay, uh F- F- Flea is uh like Okay, so he's kind of like the he he's kind of ugly looking. Like his teeth are like bad, <laughs> but um, I th- I I do think that I respect him the most. I and like oh, we, we saw that uh, Chili Peppers documentary in which like women found his swampy ass underwear and wrung <laughs> the, wrung it into their mouths. Like yeah. so, I'm gonna say that I'm gonna say that he's pure sexual energy. Even though like you know. Anthony Kiedis was the fuck boy who fucked everybody, and I think uh, Flea like, had a wife and kids and stuff. Like, uh, I'm, so I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna marry Flea. Um, I'm gonna marry uh, uh, Perry because I, I have no real backing as to why I don't like Nate, Dave Navarro, but like, there's something about him that it, uh, puts me wrong. I want to kill him. Oh my god! Mm. <laughs> Jesus. All right. I'll, I'll go. I'll get into more detail later in the episode. Alrighty. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually on the same thing. I, I think Flea is the person I'd like to be married to. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. There's something about Dave Navarro. I like his playing, but you know he's a he's a dick or a douche. I brought up I brought up Jane's addiction to somebody else, and the first thing that they said was Dave Navarro's a twat. That's exactly <laughs> what they said. So <laughs> this is like common knowledge across every year, I guess. And I really do like Perry Farrell a lot. Um, but he recent like I've seen him recently and he has like plastic surgery, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. and it looks it looks weird. Like he looks like too I don't know, I remember him being ugly back in the day and now he's like kinda handsome. So I but it's like a handsome in a you know there's work been done way. Uh so I'm gonna but I also love his his artwork. I think it's fucking great. So I'm gonna fuck him. I'm killing Navarro and a Marion Flea. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I'm gonna fuck anybody, it's gonna be Dave Navarro. Um, that is a pretty motherfucker. I, I get that he's a garbage, you know, guitarist, but he is a pretty motherfucker. And if I'm going to fuck somebody, it's going to be a pretty motherfucker. Uh, I'm going to marry... Who says he's a garbage guitarist? I, I say he's a fucking garbage guitarist. Oh, oh okay. Compa- right. Compared to, like, my prog... Story checks out. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's totally legit, bro. It's totally legit. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dick. <laughs> um, if I'm going to marry someone, it's got to be Flea. I do agree with you. Uh, Flea is... Uh, he's got good energy. He seems like a very down-to-earth, chill dude. Um, someone you could definitely have a beer with or sangria and then just watch the sunset. Perry Farrell needs to fucking die. I want to kill him the same way Tony Soprano killed that dude in Maine in The Sopranos where he just like fucking took a, a, like a, a, a plastic line and just choked him out. I just want to see his last breath leave his life because he fucking sucks. He, he's, he's a horrible singer. I don't like anything about him. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Jomo. Mm, what's up? Is there is there any person on this planet that you would wring their their swampy ass underwear out in your mouth? Mm. Ooh, that's tough, man. Like, what are we talking about, male or female? Doesn't matter. Whatever. Not by judging. All right. Um, who would I do that for? I if he was still alive today, probably Neil Pert. From Rush. You're gonna, <laughs> just because you like his drumming, you're going to drink his fucking nasty-ass underwear? I, I feel like if I drink his butt juice, I'll gain his powers. So well, yeah, that could make sense. It, it, it's possible. Let me believe. You know, they, they, we have Christians for a reason. They believe some real dumb shit, so. Yeah. Um, if ever up to me, female, female-wise. Yep. Hmm. That, that's a tough one. It's got to be a porn star, though. Not Sasha Gray. Probably Kesha Gray. Yeah. Sure. I'll go with Kesha Gray. She's a hoe. Okay. It's funny yeah. because Sasha Gray was photographed with Dave Navarro a couple of years ago. So <laughs> like that's 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 part of my image of him is he's always being photographed with fucking porn stars and fucking oh so he thinks he's fucking cool because he hangs out with young beautiful people. Okay, cool. Um, I'm not impressed. Whatever. Do you think he <laughs> do you think he fucked um, Sasha Gray? Yeah, most definitely. Mm, okay. But do you think like when he leaves, everyone talks shit about him? Oh, like, for kinda, sure. He, he's relatively crotchety now. He's like fifty-five. Yeah, he's very cringy. There's a cringy, and you can definitely tell he puts up way too much eyeliner, man. And he, he he's got to have like at least ten bracelets on, and his hair's done oso. What well, is now? I didn't recognize him in the old Jane's Addiction photos. He has like dreadlocks in some of them. Yeah, it, it looked. I don't know when he cut his hair like that. Maybe Chili Peppers days. Maybe. But anyway. 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 
We ready to talk about Jane's Addiction? Fuck yeah. Let's do it. All right. Before I go into the blurb on this, I want to talk about this album cover. When I was like seven years old, <clears throat> I had one cousin. One cousin was my age. We used to hang out all the time. I had another cousin who was like 10 years older than me. And every time I would go to his house, like, I would look through all of his shit because he had so much cool stuff. He had like video games. He had uh, CDs. He had posters. He had all this cool stuff. And um, one of the times I'm going through all of his CDs, and this is like on the top. And forever since then, since like seven years old, this album cover has been burned into my brain. And I think about this fucking cover all the time. Uh, so this is like a plaster mold or something that they made of, of Farrell's girlfriend at the time. Uh, and then they made her head look on fire and they gave her like some bush down there. Um, it's a it's a very creative cover. I, I was looking up where this is now. This is someone, you know, they took a picture of this, this is an actual thing that was created. And the rocking chair rocks side to side instead of back and forth so they had to have it like specially made i want to know where this is right now but yeah i've thought about jane's addiction for fucking years because of this cover from finding it in my cousin's uh bedroom and i just wanted to let everyone know that are they joined at they're joined at the hip though yeah they are they're conjoined Ooh, and at the I, like they only have one arm on each side so they're joined in the middle i, li I like the meaning behind that okay and the hair's on fire yeah she <laughs> said is um remember what he said it's not like fire i don't remember what he said it is but i can't remember all right nothing shocking's 11 track record released in 1988 coming in just over 45 minutes long it's the band's debut studio album uh, owing to the cover nine of the 11 leading record store chains refused to carry nothing shocking it was issued with uh pa with brown paper nothing shocking was nominated at 1988's 31st annual grammy awards losing best hard rock slash metal performance vocal or instrumental to jethro tull in the now infamous award ceremony where metallica also lost Ooh, uh nothing shocking has God. been certified platinum yeah you guys remember that no no oh it's like a big thing on the internet how metallica and uh jethro tull were nominated for like a medal award at the grammys and metallica lost to jethro tull awesome um, wow yeah uh singles from this album jane says mountain song and ocean size um jumbo what do you think of this record dude i actually did like this record um it, I, I love like the the uh punk funk fusion and kind of like they bring in like a little bit of that uh caribbean rasta feel into fucking jane says i love the only song that i truly love on this fucking track on this whole record i should say is mountain song man and this is the only track where I actually enjoy Perry Farrell's vocals because they mesh well with the riffing and the drum. It's just a whole instrumental part of the song. And it's actually a great song. I actually watched a video where um, Perry Farrell recently, about a couple years ago, played this with uh, Foo Fighters. And the Foo Fighters did a good job, but it just wasn't the same. Like I think James Addiction had definitely their own sound. They knew how to riff to it and vibe out to it. Um, Jane says it's such a weird fucking song. It's I don't like Perry Farrell's range within the song, but I do like the instrumentals. It's it's nice. It's very it's a good song to vibe out and chill out to. But his voice literally destroys his fucking song. It sounds it sounds like a goat being slaughtered, getting ready to be eaten hollow style. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not fucking good at all. It's just I tomorrow. It kind of sounds like I'm gonna eat your and you know that's what i wanted to say like is he gonna eat someone's asshole out because he looks like he eats ass and i'm wondering oh, oh without a doubt do you think eating ass is a cure to corona i think it is i think i think if we all started eating it could ass, it could, i'll try i'll try i'll try and let you know it is get it. um but other the other <laughs> the other songs man like it, it it's kind of just like how to dad is good whatever um i do like um what you call that uh what you call that um God damn, I can't remember the fucking... Uh, I hate fucking Pigs and Zen. Like, I, I get, like, the lyrics sometimes, but it kind of... There was lackluster, and it was missing some substance that I, you know, would have liked from this, this song. Like, can you talk about something a little bit more controversial than other than we're just, just pigs and Zen, that we're all just drugged up pigs being fucking assholes to each other? Like, I get it. I get it. But let's... Can we give the pigs some DMT, and can they talk to their fucking... Talk to a fucking dolphin swimming in the sky? No, we can't because we have to make shitty songs like this. Favorite song? Uh, fucking Mountain Song. Uh, disappointing song would fucking be Jane Says. I mean, I don't... And the video too, man. What's with them kissing each other at the end? I don't, I don't get it. I know Dave Navarro is strict, and Flea are strictly like fucking uh, boner jam pussies. But I feel like Perry Farrell is like... 
He he's kind of like pan. He was he was pansexual before pansexual was a real thing. So I, yeah, I can definitely see that. I can definitely see it. Definitely non-binary guy, and I'm not knocking for him. If that's who you are, be you and be happy. But I don't I don't see it in fucking Flea and uh, Dave Navarro. Maybe Dave Navarro because he probably got so much ass that he yeah. oh, he, he, he went to the other side and was like, you know what? I'm gonna try the other side. There's not you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> if that's his thing, it's just his thing. But. You know, it is what it is. But other than that, great, great record. Um, uh, favorite song is Mountain Song for sure. So Pigs and Zen was actually left off a bunch of pressings of this record. I believe it wasn't originally on here. It is now. Um, yeah, I, I like that song. It's the last song. I feel like a lot of people don't know about it. For one, it being left off of the album uh, quite a bit. And two, it being the last song. Um yeah, I also I don't know. I love his voice. I'm I. It's it's one of my favorite things right now. It's so ridiculous oh. at points. It's so over the fucking top that it's there's nobody else doing it, and I I think it's great. Um, yeah, standing in the shower, uh, I think is awesome. It's just I guess whatever your thoughts are while while you're showering, uh, standing in the shower thinking about what makes a man. Yeah, uh, he's a weird dude. Um, and at one point, uh, this band almost broke up in the studio recording this because he said he wanted like 70% of the royalties on this album and Who? everyone else had to split to 30. Perry Farrell? Yeah. He's a fucking yeah. dick. He wanted uh, half of, uh, he wanted like pretty much like 65, 70% of, of the royalties and then they had to split everything. So apparently these guys were walking out of the studio and the record company, one of the record company guys walked up. He's like, what's going on? They're like, yeah, we're broken up. We're done. And Perry Farrell's a fucking dick. And he's like, well, I'll adjust it. I'll give you guys more money or whatever. So the, without, they still gave Farrell whatever he wanted, but then he, the record company just gave more money to the other members. So they stayed together and recorded this. Uh, Rob, what do you think of this record? Before I go into that, um, um, yeah, so, uh, fuck. First, I want to say Metallica, Metallica has a, a new class up on Masterclass. So if you want to hear what Metallica in 2020 wants to say about writing songs and stuff, uh, you, can, you can go and do that. <laughs> Jomo, is that something you're interested in? I would rather put my dick through a cheese grater. <laughs> to be fair, their last album, uh, what, uh, Self Destruct, whatever it was called, is fucking awesome. When I first heard it, I legitimately did a triple take because I didn't, I couldn't believe it was Metallica. Yeah, they, they, are shit. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, Jane's Addiction was only a band for. Well, yeah, they, they broke up right after their second record because uh, I, there was a lot of conflicts. I believe uh, Perry Farrell was doing heroin. Uh, so, I mean, so were the Chili Peppers. I think. Uh, so, like. You know, it was common at the time. It was common in California. And I believe Dave Navarro wasn't. And so I think there was, uh, you know, conflicts there. And, uh, yeah, heroin um, heroin can make a person a real, uh, you know, self-centered, egotistical fuck. So that whole thing where I need 70%, you know, that like a, a, a drug addict type person can think that way. And when I think about uh, this, you know, this band's uh, obsession with sex and boobs and stuff, uh, you know, that, that you know, uh, if, you, if you're doing drugs, your, your tendency to party and, uh, you know, put your penis in things goes up. So that, you know, so is, is, it, uh, is it normal to be this obsessed with boobs? Well, I think kind of everyone is, but uh, I, I don't, I think he also like went above and beyond to get this artwork out. You know, he... Yeah. He he wrote this thing about mosquitoes and how like everyone telling me to stop putting boobs in all my artwork is like mosquitoes and I just want to swat you or some whatever the fuck he said, yeah. you know he 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 fought for this artwork and it is iconic and unusual. You you brought up the uh, the 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 rocking chair and the uh, yeah th this this artwork does stand out and then we're gonna talk more about the next artwork that that artwork. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it really left out to me until I heard him talk about it. But yeah, uh, yeah uh, interesting stuff. Okay, so what I want to want to say about this record, Mountain Song was my favorite. Also, um, this was a band I, I was always told to like or to listen to, and I never really like liked very much. But this was my favorite album out of the four. Like. Uh, uh, Jane says is the big fucking hit on this uh, 78, 79 million plays on Spotify, and um, I don't know. To me, this 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 band, and especially Jane says it's it's two chords. It's too, and to me, like the, the, a lot of these songs feel kind of monotonous to me. It's like mm -hmm. uh, it, it's as if it's one chord, and then so to me, this was like music that I was writing when I was an early 
uh, when, I, when I had been playing music for a year or two and I was jamming out like with like drunks, um, we'd write songs like this. Uh, the difference is I do like Perry's voice. I think that it's iconic and he sounds, um, he doesn't really sound his age. He's, he's about 30 when he recorded this. He sounds more like a, you know, a 15 year old boy or something. I don't know. Um, but like to, I, I do like his, his voice, especially when he harmonizes with himself. Uh, I don't know. That's me. I, I like, I like it. Um, but yeah. And, um, Mountain song I really liked. Uh, I think this is oh, and the, the tempo of this um, album is a little slower than the next album, which I like. I think um, um, some if if you speed up music too much, uh, it can be uh, it can it can be harder to breathe. It can be harder to improvise over, and it can be harder to dance to. One reason that white people can't dance is we keep making music that you can't dance to. So. <laughs> Jane's, Jane's addiction has been fucking keeping the white man down. We need Louis C.K. back here. And that's what I have to say. Uh, yeah. um, so one of the things that uh, Perry Farrell was saying was with Jane's addiction, if you get four people together who all like the same stuff, you get, you know, kind of that type of record. He, you know, he was older than the other guys when, when making this. Dave Navarro was like 20 or 21. And he liked, you know, uh, older things, Navarro and everyone else like Van Halen and 70s type, thing, type things. He might have been into earlier than that. And you can hear there's so much random stuff going on in this album. And I think it all works. There's like 80s metal in here. There's punk. There's all kinds of shit going on. And I, I think it's great. I like Dave Navarro's guitar playing in this album a lot. I think his soloing is clean. The guitar tone is on point. The bass in both of these albums is fantastic. It, the bass in Porno for Pyros is also great, but um, it's it's done really well here. I love the the sound of it. I, I love just how much it pumps. You know, like w someone sent me like a rough mix of something I was working on recently with with one of the bands I play in, and there was like no bass, and I was like, no, fuck that. T send that back to the laboratory. You need to crank the bass up. It needs to pretty much smash my windows out when I'm in, when I'm driving in my car, and that's really what this album does. This it's really good on this. It's even better in the next album, in my opinion. So yeah, I, I you know I'm a huge fan of 80s metal, so um, you can hear it all throughout here. There's all kinds of you know well, this is obviously in the 80s, but um, very tail end, um, and it's it's not like there's a lot of 80s metal I know a lot of people don't like uh, that I love maybe like thrashier stuff, but it has like 80s metal parts without being like necessarily like particularly 80s metal. Uh, Becca also hates his voice, Perry Farrell's voice, like to the point where. Um, I had to like go elsewhere to listen to this stuff. <clears throat> she fucking hates them just as much as Jomo does. Yeah, they're fucking terrible. Uh, Has a Dad is one of my favorites. Uh, great guitar playing in that. Great chorus in that. Um, oh, so Summertime Rolls is a slower song. That's, I, I feel, in the right place to split the album up. Uh, and then when it ends, it goes into Mountain Song, which the flow of those two together is the chef's kiss. It's just perfect. Yeah. Um, this album starts with Up the Beach, which is, I, when I first started listening to this, I thought somebody put the playlist out of order. It starts with pretty much uh, an instrumental song that's slow. Uh, and um, I think it needs to go somewhere else in the track list, personally. Someone on YouTube said that, this, that Up the Beach was his wedding song with his wife, which is a little strange, but you know, there's, I, there's people everywhere. You know, different strokes for different folks, I guess. Um, uh, Jane says this is a classic. Everyone's heard that. If you know one Jane's Addiction song, it's probably that one. It's a beautiful song about, you know, pretty ugly topic. It's it's about, um, you know, drug use and all that kind of stuff and what this person is currently like now and how they live their life. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't think I've ever listened to this all the way through. Um, and I love it. I'm actually a huge fan of this band now. Uh, they put out a couple more albums in 2003 and 2011, but they're not really anything like this, at least what I've heard single wise. Uh, we ready to check out a couple YouTube comments? Um, so I actually, um, when I heard that this, uh, the younger guys in the band loved Van Halen, I, it made sense to me because uh, I'm picky about guitar solos. I hate 90% of guitar solos that exist, and I don't like the guitar solos on this album. I think that they are uncharacteristically like spastic and like trying to like uh, uh, put, cram too much shit in. Uh, so to me, like it's like that guy wanted to be in Van Halen. This isn't Van Halen, so he needed to cram it in there somehow. So he put in something that didn't mix. But that's me. Okay, fair enough. That's all I want to say. Jomo, what do you think? Um, yeah, I just I want to kill Perry for all. So 
That's that's my dream goal is to choke him out. I I'd, I'd have if I could put his head and fucking Axel Rose's head together, and if I had one bullet, I would shoot them both in the fucking head. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Alright, All right, let's let's see what YouTube has to say. <laughs> that got dark real quick. There's a person here. 33 years later, and, I li- and I've listened to every kind of music known to man, and still nothing sounds quite like this album. Next person. I would never be stuck on any island without this recording. My top five of all, uh, top five of all time for me, if not one. Eric Avery bass playing on this album is really outstanding, with a smiley face afterwards. I pretty much uh, I pretty much forget my own name at least twice a week, but can still sing every damn lyric to this album. And lastly, just what I needed. So yeah, it's a classic. Um, this album only went platinum. It's it's album sales are a very weird thing to me. Uh, so one of the reasons that this out this record didn't sell that well is because in one of their singles, Mountain Song, or yeah, I think it was a Mountain Song, there was like a, a nudity scene. And so MTV didn't want to play it. So there's, their sales were stunted for quite a while, the first year of release. Um, and this album didn't go platinum until like a decade later. But it's, uh, you know, a really well-known one. And one of the interviews I saw with Perry Farrell, the guy, uh, the guy who was interviewing him said that, what do you think about when people say that Jane's Addiction is the most important band of the 80s? I don't know if I've ever heard that, um, but... I guess some people do uh, think that way, but yeah. So I guess, you know, that stunted the sales of this, but then we talk about something like Lincoln park and they sold like 30 million copies versus like 1 million. And I'm pretty sure like this is seen as more of an iconic album, but it also might just be because it's, it's from a long time ago. This is a band that people fucking talked about. And yet like, uh, you know, it was just like uh, Jane says and uh, caught stealing or like the two ones you had to hear. And then, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I really heard this at parties or anything, so I don't... I mean, it must not be our age of people, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, like I was saying, my cousin who had this was 10 years older, so he's yeah, 10 years yeah, older yeah. than pretty much all of us here, so it's probably that demographic. I think so, yeah. Yeah, the, the, pro- the problem is, like, Rob, you bring up a valuable point, because what was played on fucking MTV the most? Jane's, Jane says and fucking um, Ben Cost Ceiling. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, to me, it, it, it's they, they they do deserve. I feel like they've had more of an influence on Red Chili Peppers and a lot of the more popular bands today that may have included that funk punk uh, fusion than people yeah. think. And I think they are important. So the quote is kind of important. I I like how because uh, uh, Perry Farrell was saying that at at a time he was a landlord for like him and three other bands living in California and Flea was in uh, was it Porno for Pyros for uh, and uh, John Frusciante was in some dudes from uh, in a band with some dudes from Porno for Pyros so it's like all these dudes knew each other played shows together hung out all the time it's kind of crazy to think like uh, you know. Um, I might have never seen any of these bands live, but like I love the Chili Peppers, and then knowing that like like they they are friends with these guys, I don't know. It's cool. Yeah, it's a small world, especially you know in specific parts of the music scene. Yes. All right. Does anyone want to? Does anyone else want to say anything about this before we move on? This record made me want to put my finger up my ass. That was good. I Is like that, this one. It was my favorite. Yeah. Is that good or bad, Jumbo? Uh, depends on, you know, what situation you're in. I would say okay for now. Okay. can be pleasurable. It can also just relieve constipation. <laughs> uh, or Jomo can just say he's checking his prostate. Yeah, for sure, bro. Gotta push Medical down. purposes. Push down hard. Uh, Ritual de lo Habitual is a nine-track record released in 1990, coming in just over 51 minutes long. It's the band's second studio album and their final before their initial 1991 breakup. Although afterwards, playing shows on and off, Jane's Addiction's next record would not be released until 2003. A clean, co- a clean cover was created so the CD could be distributed in stores, which refused to stock it due to the original artwork. Eric Avery refused to play bass on, of course, uh, out of... Uh, resentment from being told what to play on other songs. So recording engineer and guitar tech Ronnie S. Champagne ended up playing bass on the song instead. Avery would later admit regret at not playing on the track. Ritual De La Habitual was nominated at 1990's 33rd Annual Grammy Awards, losing Best Hard Rock Performance to Living Color. Ben Cost Stealing was nominated for two awards in 1991's 34th Annual Grammy Awards, losing Best Rock Performance by a duo or group with vocal to Bonnie Raitt and Delbert McClinton, and losing Best Rock Song to Sting. 
So the ritual has been certified double platinum. Imagine losing all of these to people who aren't even in your group, Disgusting. like even in your musical genre. Uh, the album is divided into halves. Uh, tracks one through five are hard rock songs unrelated to each other, and tracks six through nine are in mem memoriam of singer uh, Perry Farrell's deceased girlfriend, Ziola Blue, who died of a heroin overdose in 1987 at the age of 19. Singles from this record, Stop, Three Days, Ben Caught Stealing, and Classic Girl. Rob, what do you think of this record? Shit, I didn't realize that his uh, girlfriend died of a heroin overdose. Yeah, heroin's a, no fucking joke. I mean, like, you can't die of a weed overdose. It's like, uh, yeah, her heroin's super fucking addictive. You can die. You can, what a fucking drug that is. Yeah, so um, I want to talk about this artwork for a minute if I can. Uh, so I, I believe he made this out of a bunch of, like, found artwork. So, like, I believe that's a real bed spring behind the... Uh, the uh the the paper mache people there um so I, I i guess i i think i saw this and it's like oh you know boobs everywhere this guy's obsessed you know i, I didn't know what to think but then when i when i you know when he made it himself i respect i don't know i have this stereotype of the singer who's fucking lazy doesn't give a shit about anything bangs chicks and then just thinks that they uh d deserve everything for him to actually like uh uh for him to actually make artwork and, and care enough about how things, uh, you know, I, I don't know. To me, if you if you actually make things, you put your money where your mouth is. And uh, I don't know. I, I respect it more you know, that he that he made it. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I think I th this album might have been my second favorite of the ones that we listened to. I don't know that anything really left out of me. Well, I mean, the bass, the bass riff and been been caught stealing. Um, yeah, the, uh, you, you were saying that the bass on this album is amazing, and it is, you know, three days, and uh, I don't know, this album, this album was my second favorite. I don't love this band. I don't, uh, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with them. I don't have much to say. Okay. I prefer this record to the previous one. I think it's just more up my alley. There's a lot, it's more, it's quicker. It's like, it starts off with stop. So the, the first one starts off with like a slower song. This one starts off with stop. And um, here we go right off the bat. Uh, it jumps right into it. There's an acapella part in that song that I love towards the end where he's singing with himself and there's no music playing. Um, yeah, I think this is my favorite. Also, I was surprised to find out that this is essentially like full size. Yeah. So that is a, a nor the bed that they're on those springs that's a normal like mattress that would go on your uh, uh your bed so it's huge it's freaking six feet tall or whatever um there's another one i want to know where this is where where is this right now um and it's really nice i also remember seeing this uh back in the 90s quite a bit probably early 2000s as well that's iconic yeah and he he's he's really great when it comes to art i mean both of these uh album covers that he made and i'm pretty sure he made both of the pointer for pyros ones as well um they're great i mean they're way better than anything i could ever do um so let's see what else do i want to say here uh no one's leaving uh vocal parts that remind me of the previous album uh, lots of energy that's the thing this album for me well first half of it at least there's tons of energy all, all through it ben caught stealing in my opinion is a perfect song you jomo it's a perfect song i think it's funny it's catchy uh the music video is great the singing in it i love it's so over the top and crazy that that i love it um as far as the other the second half of this record three days uh and then she did the two back-to-back -back songs that are almost 20 minutes together the song after that actually is also um seven minutes long of course um i love all the playing in them i think everyone is is on point uh classic girls a nice way to end this record it comes up like it's it's it uh it turns everything down then it comes up and then it then it ends uh really good um i do think that the first half of this is stronger than the second half um but like again it's just more up my alley i, I feel like i'm more spastic of a person i'm more in you know adhd um you, you definitely are. wise yeah thinking wise so this is kind of um like i said more up my alley uh no one's leaving uh, or talked about it. tons of energy um and yeah guitar playing is great here as well in my opinion i don't know i like it uh jumbo what do you think of this record uh, i thought it was okay um i did prefer nothing shocking uh you know in comparison to ritual they're low habitual okay i do like the lyrics on no one's leaving however i think some of the lyrics would probably get Perry Farrell fucking canceled today. So it, it, it says about midway, um, blacks call each other brother and sis. Count me in because I've been missed. 
I've seen color change by a kiss. Ask my brother as and and my sister. So, first of all, that's that's it's it's a little far to the right by saying you know, but you could get away with saying shit like that back in the early '90s, I guess, and it, it wouldn't be deemed inappropriate today. He would get canceled for sure, and um, if any anywhere he went on tour, there'd be some purple-haired fuck yelling at him to to go mm. back to fucking. Alabama or something. Um, when when it comes to this, I I, I do agree with you. Um, Been caught stealing. It, it's a catchy song. It really is, and I actually like the fucking video. I think everything was balanced in that song when it came to guitars, the bass, and the drums. As far as instrumental, just Perry Farrell is his cheesy like fucking lyrics and his his voice. It's almost like he's trying to imitate Getty Lee in a shittier way. And I don't like it. Um, I thought Stop was a complete fucking hit. I like the opening for it, how it's got the um, Mexican lady who's like uh, saying, hey, uh, we have like more influence and control over your children, but we love them. Uh, she's saying that in Spanish. Yep. And it, I, I do like the song. I thought it was fucking, it was well balanced. However, um, if you watch the video, I didn't like the ending of the video. It's like, we're all going to die. It's, it's like... The, the 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 vocals are a little off and it, it's got a kid saying yeah we're all gonna die and I'm just like yeah these are some morbid motherfuckers man what the hell's going on here but in, in relation to what I said earlier um, I, I feel like these albums heavily influenced uh, California rock when they came to that punk funk fusion you know it guess they made a lot of other bands sound better by giving them you know, planning the idea that they could mix different things to make their sound sound better rather than just a couple chords and like some shitty bands we know starting with day, well, ending with day and starting with green. Um, if you want to fucking listen to the Kings of Power chords, listen to fucking shitty ass green day. Um, other than that, man, uh, I, I think that the album was a good second for me. Not my favorite. I do like nothing shocking better. Yeah, I'd like to see where they would have gone directly after this instead of seeing where they went, you know, like 15 years later or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, Ain't No Right is my favorite song on this record. I think it combines punk, rock, and metal well. And again, it just has that over-the-top crazy singing uh, that I'm in love with right now. So you guys know that I always get like a 15-second like a loop stuck in my head and Becca is about to chop my head off. This, right. this week, it was from uh, Ben Cott Stealing, the chorus. She was about to kill me. Nice. Um, yeah, like, yeah, it's, you know, I, I believe Perry Farrell was saying these guys only lasted about five years. Everything he does, he said, yeah, I don't plan it to last very long. Um, everybody in the band at one point was all on drugs. The reason that this band broke up is because uh, Dave Navarro and um, the bass player, Eric Avery, wanted to stop doing drugs. And they wanted to try to clean themselves up. And the other two, drummer and uh, Stephen Parkins and uh, uh, Farrell, they, they could just keep going on with their lives. Uh, the... Like the farewell show for um, Jane's Addiction was at Lollapalooza. They created it. Perry Farrell created Lollapalooza. It's still going. It's like one of the huge festivals. Yeah. Uh, it's coming back in 2022. There's also, as I was reading about Lollapalooza, somebody asked him at one point why there's not any like kid centric music. So there's Kids of Palooza. That's apparently a thing that is still going where kids play music. But anyway, if you wonder what Lollapalooza is, it's a it's a festival, something similar to like Woodstock, but it was actually created to be the like the farewell tour or show for Jane's Addiction. Um yeah, I'd like again, I just like to see where they would have gone directly after this, not fifteen years later. Uh we ready to read some YouTube comments? Yeah. Person says most underrated slash underappreciated band of all time. Next person says Perry Farrell is one of the most uh, Perry Farrell, one of the most unique voices in rock. Oh, it's unique, all right. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? There's, you know, those motivational Uniquely posters. Uniquely shitty. Yeah, you know the <laughs> motivational posters. There's one that with like a bunch of forks, and one of them is like all bent, and it says, "Just because you're unique doesn't mean you're useful." <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. Yeah. Uh, next person says, "90s was the best generation ever." Next person says, "Best concert I've been to. They rocked." And lastly, forget about Nirvana. In 1991, Jane's Addiction were the shit. Anybody else want to say anything else about this album? No. Yeah. Oh, one last thing <clears throat> before we move on. So the the 
Perry Farrell's girlfriend directed the Ben Caught Stealing video, and it won an award at like an MTV Music Awards or VH1 or whatever. And I apparently she gave like this blacked out drunken acceptance speech. I can't. It's hard for me to watch stuff like that because I know it's going to be cringe. Um, but that's the thing that happened. Just in case anyone was wondering. Okay. Now before we move on, I need to redeem myself, Jomo. Okay. Listen to that. Oh, oh, how oh. beautiful that was. That was, uh, that was sexy. That was very yeah. sexy. Didn't sound like a fart to me. You should keep us on our toes every now and then and fart into your mic. Yes, yes. Uh, butt queef would be nice. <laughs> hey, guys, am I opening a brew or am I farting on the mic? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Uh, Delicious. Dis- disgusting. All right. All right. All right. Let's start talking about porn for pyros. <laughs> Um, I love this album cover. I think it's great. So I've heard about Porno for Pyros. I've heard, I had heard about them for a long time. Never know who they were. I had no clue, but I've heard the name multiple times. I'm watching something last week and someone was talking about, you know, singer of Jane's Addiction, his side project. And I, that's, so that's where I was like, okay, I haven't heard a lot of Jane's Addiction. I haven't heard this band at all pretty much, which is wrong because it's a single that I know everyone here has heard. Um, so I was like, yeah, we, we got we got to take a look at it. I love this cover. I know that Farrell did it. I can tell. Um, it's fucking great. It's one of my favorites. I, th- I think it's, it's awesome. Uh, Porno for Pyros is an 11-track record released in 1993, coming in just over 39 minutes long. It's the band's debut studio album with Jane's Addiction guitarist Dave Navarro and bassist Eric Avery, uh, leaving the band in 1991 in an attempt to stay off drugs. Singer Perry Farrell and drummer Stephen Perkins wished to continue creating music and formed uh, Porno for Pyros. The band name is a reference to the 1992 Los Angeles riots. The second single, Pets, made it to number one on the Billboard Modern Rock charts and stayed there for five weeks. Porno for Pyros has been certified gold. Singles on this album, Cursed Female, Cursed Male, Pets, uh, Miha, and Sadness. <clears throat> Jumbo, what do you think about this record? Uh, I thought it was shit. To, Did to, you? Be, to be quite honest I don't like fucking porno for pyros um, The song Pet sounds like Jeffrey Epstein's experience Like um, I, I'd, it, Am I going to the island? Am I not going to the island? Um, Perry Farrell's vocals His range doesn't even fucking change You know how some artists when they get with a different band Or they start a side project They you know they could shift their vocals To kind of go with like the melodies and the tempo Of the fucking song It's still the same shit to me it's still fucking shitty. And to me, it makes it sound like punky, hipster, doofus fucking music. And it, the, the riffs are cheap. Uh, I couldn't vibe out to this fucking album. It's fucking shit. Um, don't listen to it. If you're going to listen to it, make sure you're killing a hooker while you're listening to it. I thought you were going to have something to say about the song Black Girlfriend. I guess I was wrong. Yo! <laughs> no! But now that you mention it, I probably should. Ever since the riots, all I really wanted was a black girlfriend. They don't play around. They don't play around. They're hard enough to keep my man in line. Excuse me. They're hard enough to keep any man in line. Dude, that's. I, I feel like Perry Farrell. He, 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 if people were more aware of Jane's addiction today, then they probably would cancel the fuck out of him right now. Here's the thing. I think it's hilarious that 30 years ago, these albums were scrutinized, the covers, right? The, yeah. the Jane's Addiction ones. They would still be today. Those albums would still be like, put behind a counter or put it in a bag or whatever. It's like the cover of uh, Nevermind. When I was listening to you know, a full album stream of it, it was, it was blurred out because the, uh, the guy said that when he made the video with the actual cover, YouTube... Like demonetized it and wouldn't let it be, wouldn't let him make any money off of it. Well, not that he should anyway. It's not his fucking music, but uh, they demonetized it anyway because of the fucking picture. Uh, and that album is also from 30 years ago. So it's like, I feel like the world has changed in a lot of ways, but sexually, it's still just as fucking repressed as ever. It's like if you want, if you want to be able to look at porn, you got to go to the internet. Uh, in front of anybody else, they're going to be like, oh, that, that's inappropriate. Even though 30 years ago it was, it still is now, which I don't think either of them, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm so, I'm, I'm the person who's so away from normal hum, humanity. Rob and Jomo are the two, I guess, who would, who would know, or Becca, but whether it's inappropriate or not, I, I don't fucking know. I, I, I code all day in a, in a room with a ball and chain on my leg, so I don't know. You should, as you should. 
as you should. Um, I still like his voice here. I think it's great. Uh, I the guitar playing is is good here, but I I prefer Navarro's. Um, Porno for Pyros could be the, the my favorite song in this album. I talked about um, so when we did Black Sabbath, I said I'm not sure if there's been another band that's done the band name, album name, song name. Black Sabbath had an album called Black Sabbath and a song on that album called Black Sabbath. Porno for Pyros, same thing here. It's a self-titled album, and there's a song in here called Porno for Pyros. Uh, Sadness is another great song. It's, the chorus at the end is great. I think it's a good opener here. The bass pops in this album as well, not as much as the previous Jane's Addiction stuff, but the person here, it's a different bass player, obviously, but the person here is still pretty solid. Uh, First Female has a groove that I think is, is great. Vocal melodies, there's great vocal melodies all over this album. Uh, and I heard the song Pets tons of times on the radio before. I never knew who it was by. Um, I mean, I haven't heard it in a long time. But I was surprised because when I type in, I was surprised that this made it to number one. And on top of that, I was surprised even more that it made it to number one for five weeks. Because if you go to YouTube right now and type in Porno for Pyros, it won't even auto-complete your search. You have to type the whole thing in. I don't <laughs> know if they're censoring that because there's porn in the title or what. Um, but yeah. It could, could be, yeah. So it's still jacked over there. Um, let's see here. Oh, Bad Shit, another one of my favorites on this record. Uh, it's fast, kind of funky. Uh, and then Black Girlfriend. Oh, there's a song, the last song in this album is called Orgasm, right? It's a nice mellow way to end the album. It's about meeting a girl who's never had an orgasm. And she says, yeah, you can try to give me one, I believe. So he says, I met a girl who'd never had an orgasm. I couldn't believe she'd never had one. I said, sit back and get yourself relaxed. For the ass eating. Nice. The ass eating, yeah. Nice. I'm trying to get the cure for Corona going, man. Nice. I, I'm, 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 I'm curious here if, if see the thing with this, I don't think that this guy's just trying to just write shit to write like bonker shit. I think this is just what he thinks about. Yeah, maybe. Still shit. Uh, what do you think of this record? Yeah. So, uh, 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 fuck. I can't. I'm, I'm so easily like distractible because I wanted to comment on what you were, you were, you were just saying, and then um, black girlfriend um, or orgasm. Yeah, so I don't, I don't, I don't think that he. Uh, okay, so I want to make a comment about like where people were at the time versus you know because we have access to like certain conversations that we couldn't didn't have access to before. So he, he fuck. Well, I'm I'm losing my train of thought. So let me talk about it in this order. Um, <laughs> black girlfriend. So this this is an example of. I think he I think he was saying something liberal at the time but like certain things change a lot. So like all I really wanted was a black girlfriend. I I I do think at the time it was like um okay, well in the 60s like you, you know uh you know it was it was whatever, but I think it was still um I I I think mixed race relationships were still uncommon and you could still get a lot of flack. It's like in the, in the 90s we were still saying homophobic slurs all the time. And I think yeah. I think I think it was still if you had a black girlfriend you might get like screamed at by uh you know even if you lived in Massachusetts or whatever. You might get disowned by your father. Yes, yes. So that this this shows you how much certain things have changed to where he was liberal and accepting at the time and now it's kind of like well, well like why would you uh yeah, it it comes across as as uh, um, as racist now, but I think at the time it like that was that's where the fight was at the time is like you needed to normalize having a, a like you, somebody needed to say it is okay to date a black girl like I, that that needed to be said at the time and now it doesn't sound good now, but I think at the time it was um progressive now yeah, no, the... i think so i don't i don't think it's racist but you're I, I don't know if it's aged well but yeah he says they don't play around they've hard, they're hard enough to keep any man in line he's saying yeah they're they're strong they're powerful that's okay it's yeah. just weird when i was hearing it i was like yeah it's a bit weird but you know what there's, yeah, a, there's a term i want to bring back it's sure. chick, oh, chick, chicks with dicks i want i want that term to be back uh, that's never gone that's never went away bro it, it, but i feel like someone will get offended by when it when joe says he wants to bring a term back i'm like oh god we're taking we're, we're taking no it's not racist it, uh, or it's, no, it's not. not misogynistic it's not fucking homophobic or anything against the alphabet people at all whatsoever i just want chicks with dicks to be a term that comes back. I feel that it's even a respectable term because you're acknowledging that they're trans and you're respecting their 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 way of life. I just want to bring up the relevant topic. It's chicks with dicks. 
Yeah, some comedian said that you can't say chicks with dicks anymore. And uh, yeah, because, you know, that's, that's, that's part of the uh, trans conversation is something like uh, your genitals don't. Um, so there's biological sex and then there's like the one you identify as. Uh, so like gender is one and then sex is another. And then so that's how that whole, um, you know, male vagina thing, you know, uh, in that that's all part of the conversation. Um, uh, I don't I don't know what to say about that exactly. So back to sex repression versus, <laughs> you know, what it should, you know. Um, so one of the difficulties in. Um, OK, so we're all 35 on this podcast and none of us have children yet. Uh, but, you know, it's. It is like, uh, like when 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 people say like think of the children or whatever. It it is it, it's it is a challenge to raise well-behaved children. I mean, sometimes you have a ch child and it's uh, calm and easy to take care of, and other times you have a kid and it bites and steals, and you just you haven't a super aggressive kid. And so imagine you have a kid that has like, you know, doesn't really listen and doesn't really. And then imagine this kid is like grabbing the genitals of other students at, at school. Like you need you need to like, Jesus. Um, you need. Yeah, you have to be able to say like this. This stuff is is uh, prohibited. You can't do this to other people and you sure. can't. Um, so, you know, us as 35 year olds, you know, we can be like, OK, you know, sex is uh, you, you, you can have loving, consensual sex with your girlfriend and it isn't a problem. But you do have to, like, have some kind of like rules and like easy to explain stuff so that like kids don't go crazy and uh, assume it's all normal and, and uh, up, up for grabs, uh, pun intended. <laughs> um so I, I guess that's maybe why uh, sex stuff hasn't, um, you know, it's it's still considered like uh, prohibited and repressed. Is like, what do you do with children? You 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 do, you do need to have good rules so that kids don't fucking grab each other or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that's true, but no, that's a good point. That's a good point. Probably um, what it is. Yeah. Be. Um, Pets. Uh, I, I I I used to sing Pets all the time when I when I when Kill Tack Nine was a band. I used to. This was one of the songs I like warmed up to. I really. I um, I don't remember one of my friends uh, who was ten years older than me said this was one of their favorite songs. So like I learned to sing it and uh, I really liked it. And um, yeah, I listen. I listened to this album. Um, it, it didn't, it seemed to have less chemistry than the Jane's Addiction albums. Like the Jane's Addiction seemed, felt like a band. This one, um, I don't know. It did, it seemed to like clash with me more. I didn't, I didn't like this album. Uh, this is probably Mike. This, this is my least favorite album of the four, but Pets is my favorite song out of any of the songs on, mm. on these records. And, uh, that's what I wanted to say. Okay. Uh, sorry. What was it that you said about Pets? I missed it. Uh, it's his favorite song. Okay. You fucking yeah. non-contributing fuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Uh, I was just asking, Jomo. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So the thing about this album is because I think the next one is actually a lot stronger than this one, um, and that's why I do like this one. But the next one, it's so remember like memorable to me. There's so many good melodies. Well, we'll get to that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to say this is my least favorite, but it's probably my least favorite. Um, but I don't know. They're they're. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, let's read some YouTube comments. Let's move on. This record means more to me than anyone could ever know. What do you think about that, Jomo? Well, it's AD, but whatever. When a legend of a legendary band makes a side group, that's it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's talking about the singer or the drummer here, but singer. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, easily one of the best rock records ever, particularly of the '90s. Back in '25 is such a lit track. Jumbo, do you say things like that? Lit track, dude. I fucking that that fucking comment just gave me an aneurysm. Holy shit. You probably just talk like everybody else here. Normal. Yeah, normal. Last one. At 53, this album just makes me think alcohol and blow in that order. Mm. Nice. Yeah, you're down. You need to pick yourself up. There's an episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where uh, Shake drinks beer for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, breakfast of champions. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that goddamn show. Oh, amazing show. 
Uh, does anyone want to say anything else about this album? No. Oh. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I especially love the cover art. That's it. That's all I want to say. Oh, great. All right, let's, let's move on and wrap this up. We got one more album here. It's called Good God's Urge. Good God's Urge is a 10-track record released in 1996, coming in just over 38 minutes long. It's the band's second and final studio album and the only album to feature bass guitarist Mike Watt. Guitarist Dave Navarro and at the time uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers bandmate Flea played guitar and bass on the track Freeway. Although a different woman, like previously immortalized on Nothing Shocking, Farrell's then-girlfriend appeared on the album cover. She's, like, covered in oranges and stuff. Uh, singles, Tahitian Moon, 100 Ways, and Dogs Rule the Night. Rob, what do you think of this record? Uh, yeah, so I thought this was a, a step forward also. I did think that they felt more like a band. Uh, um, yeah, so I, I do think the band got better. Um I, uh, I, I was wondering if Perry Farrell was uh, uh, suffering health problems or something because he didn't sound like himself on this record. But maybe maybe some people like that better. Uh, John, you'll have to tell me uh, about about that. But yeah, I thought this one was better than the last one. Um, maybe it's my third favorite. Uh, it is my third favorite of the four we listened to. Definitely. To say. Uh, so one of the things uh, that. Is interesting that was on wikipedia oh by the way i never said it joe edit this shit to the beginning of the video uh, all the stuff i'm reading here blurb wise all these facts and whatever all comes from wikipedia uh, i'm not trying to steal anyone's information uh, if it's wrong here wrong there and yeah that's it all right so one of the things that it says on wikipedia before uh the the previous album's release uh, the music direction and focus of the band was said to be laid back ethnic influenced and edgy and experimental this ultimately proved to be inaccurate of porno for pyros though the 1996 follow-up eventually made good on the assertion. So I do believe this is what Porno for Pyros was supposed to be. And I also think some of the Porno for Pyros music off the previous album was written during the Jane's Addiction times. Uh, one of the songs on here, if I can find it quickly, sounds kind of like Jane's Addiction. Um, mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I can't fucking find it. Whatever. Uh, but I think that this was supposed to, this, this was the original idea for the band. Um, this CD is so catchy. There's so many good melodies. I love this album. I think it's great. Uh, it's quite the departure from the previous one. Uh, it always feels like a side project of a side project. Uh, but it's really good. And this record, I'm pretty sure, sold shit. And nobody cares about this album. Uh, but it's good. I'm happy we got to listen to it. Um, yeah, so I believe this is more or less the original direction the band was uh, meant to go in. Some of the songs in here, like Kimberly Austin, they kind of sound like folk songs. Um, and this album can be really haunting. The, the very first song, Porpoisehead, there's some like haunting things going on there. Uh, Tahitian Moon, throughout the thick of it all. I don't know, throughout it, you get kind of these haunting melodies and stuff. A Hundred Ways, which is the second song. Uh, great melodic chorus. Tahitian Moon could possibly be the best song on this album. Uh, has heavy verses, soft chorus, but still awesome. Uh, thick, of, thick of it all has uh, great guitar lines. Uh, amazing singing, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, and then there's a song on here, Good Gods. <laughs> Bass and guitar are fucking great. Uh, I, yeah, I got a bunch of shit to say. Oh, Flea and Navarro. Uh, so they're playing on Freeway. If you listen to the beginning of the song, you could probably think it's a Red Hot Chili Pepper song. Uh, the, f the first half of it or whatever. Um, once you know that it's them, I think it becomes very apparent that, you know, that they're on the beginning. And then the, the last song on here, Bali Eyes, honestly, great, beautiful. I, I can't get over the, the amount of good, great melodies on here. Uh, everything flow. This album flows really well. I've never thought that the first album, well, never thought in the past week of listening to it, the first Porno for Pyro's album, I never thought that it flowed incredibly well. Uh, there's good songs and everything, and, and it does whatever. But this album flows, in my opinion. Jumbo, what do you think of this record? Dog shit. Fucking utter dog shit. Okay. If, All right. if Gordon Ramsay would fucking eat this album, he would, what, what is this fucking raw? And throw the album. Um, I thought it was just weird. Is this album about vacations? Like fucking Bali eyes, Tahitian Moon? Am I going to the South Pacific anytime well, some, soon? No. Somebody no. said that uh, one of the songs on here, Tahitian Moon, was about when Perry Farrell was I out. I swear to from... God, if you interrupt me again, I'm going to fuck your face. All right, well, okay, I'm continue. I'm going then. to fuck your Never face. Mind. I'm not okay, here. Can I continue? Can I continue? <laughs> can I finish? Go. Okay, okay thank you. Uh, I thought Tahitian Moon, uh, it felt like uh, like a heroin overdose make DMT trippy. I thought it was a shit song. Um, that's all I, that's all I wanted to say. Um, Tahitian Moon is, uh, is that actually all you wanted to say? Or you <laughs> that's all I wanted to say. I just want to be a dick and okay. just finish that up. So Tahitian Moon apparently was written about when he was like surfing on heroin and like, 
just laying on the board looking up at the moon or something like that. Yeah, that's so insightful. Oh, you're 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 relatively close. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a, I don't know. Great album. I, I like this album quite a bit. Um, Somebody, I believe, on uh, one of the quotes on Wikipedia was like they went a lot more stonery on this one than they, than they did in the previous one, which which I agree. I mean, you could just sit back, you know, put the song on, put this album on to go to sleep or something. It's it's good. It's 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 out there. And I love the artwork. It's fucking great. Uh, the dude, even if you don't like his singing, he's killed it with the artwork his entire career. Well. <laughs> don't look at like pre like the later uh, uh, Jane's Addiction album artworks because they're kind of garbage. But uh, early wise, the dude killed it. He's great. Uh, let's see. Yeah, album's good. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, my favorite is probably. Um, hang on one second. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> my favorite is a ritual. Then uh, nothing shocking. Then uh, the one we just talked about, which is uh, Good God's Urge, and then uh, Porno for Pyros. That's my uh, order I put them in. Nice. Uh, let's read a couple YouTube comments and let's wrap this shit up. All right, Jomo? Thank the Lord. A mere display of pure excellence. Yeah. No, I agree here. It says, brings me back. I was 18 to 19 years old when this came out. Out on my own, roommates, parties, piles of bodies to step over the next morning. Piles. Piles, bro. Piles. Pile. Piles. Loads. <laughs> I really appreciate Peril's talent. Man, he's got it. Oh. Perry's talent. Peril? What the fuck? I just combined both of his names. <laughs> um, see, uh, I like Jane's Addiction, but was always but always dug Porno for Pyros more personally, like the more bass-driven... Uh, I think he means I like the more bass-driven surf-style music that they put out. And lastly, hell yeah, this is one of the most incredible experiences in the world of music, and thank goodness I have been able to experience it. It is an experience. I think it's good. Um, it'd be nice if more people experience this. I, I, I bet you this album is going to go uh, unheard by many people. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Jomo, what do you think of, of both these bands? Um, I thought Jane's Addiction is vastly better than Porno for Pyros. Porno for Pyros is dog shit. And final thoughts, ladies. Um, when you're getting a dick pic, ask for a face in it. Don't give in to cockfishing. That's true. That's yes. true. Um, Aziz Ansari once said, one of the problems with sending dick pics is nobody sends anything else. Like, hey, how's it going? And then the dick pic. They just send the dick pic. That's it. They, they don't, they don't you know, put any pizzazz into it. Uh, so, yeah, at least say, hey, how you doing? I like a little razzmatazz in my dick pics. Exactly. A little pizzazz, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rob, give us your final thoughts. Um, Whitney Cummings uh, uh, enjoys dick pics, but not for the dick. But it's for everything else in the in the pic. So like, she, she'll she'll put up a photo of a dick pic, and it's like, oh, look at this guy's like he he has like this ugly ass yellow towel in the background. The towel rack is crooked. Like like who the fuck this this guy thinks he's gonna get laid with this bathroom? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. I, I like I like the way she's thinking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I like Jane's Addiction better than Portal for Pyros. That's it. Let me ask you guys one question before we wrap this up, because I'm, I'm legitimately curious, and I need a, I need a, an answer. Because someone, okay, someone one time asked me for a dick pic on who I was involved with, and I sent them mm-hmm. one. And they were like, oh, yeah, like I, I, I get off to it all the time. And, I, and someone had brought dick pics, and I said that, and, and this girl was like, no, that's a lie. It's like, why would you say that if it's a lie? Like, she's the one who asked me for the dick pic. If she's, with, if she's with four of her girlfriends and uh, wants to troll you, uh, that could be the, the context. So, yeah. So this girl was not the one I sent it to. Okay, right. So if, yeah, if, okay, uh, right, right. If, if four girls are at a coffee shop together and they're talking about how much they hate men and then they're like, I, get, I, bet, I bet we can, uh, I can get uh, this fucking dude to humiliate himself. Oh, I want a dick pic. Look at this fucking pathetic dick. You know, uh, pe- people can be like that. So I don't know. What do you think? I have nothing to think about anymore. Don't don't trust don't trust what I fucking say. Um, but yeah, ladies, just listen to me. No one likes getting cockfished. Ask for a face pick with the Not dick true. pick. So so face and dick must be in the view. And wait, how and, did you even get that, bro? I I got the technique. There is a way to do this. All right, like you, under? No, no, you got to go like this, like side shot. You know how fat girls take pictures for their fucking Tinder profile. Yeah. You got to kind of oh, yeah, do, yeah, you yeah. got to oh, kind of do it like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I feel you. All right. This is the last time you sent a dick pic, Jomo. Dude, uh, my wife, maybe years ago. <laughs> okay. 
I just thought I, it was a power move too. We've already been dating for a while. I was just I was letting her know, like, what's up? You know what you got. Is that a power move though? It is a power move because you're flexing, you're peacocking. Yeah, but the thing about dude, like, okay, there. Okay, the thing about guys is there's ten billion of them. So I think like the power move would be if well, a girl. Well, see, see, seeing how the fucking population of the Earth is six billion, I think you're absolutely fucking wrong. Two, I'm in her region, so that's a power flex. Three, she's wifed up, motherfucker. I gotta all let right, her. Right, I gotta let right, her know right, the, right. Pe- the peacock is still good. Like Becca, Becca will be pumping her gas and she gets hit on. I'm just saying, like I'm not, I'm never getting hit on when I'm pumping my gas. Oh my god, this this story is so interesting. Let's keep it going. All right, what are we <laughs> listening to next week? What are we listening to? Post. Ghost, nice, nice. Actually, I've been wanting to listen to Ghost. Okay. Oh, uh, let's let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna. I want to do this like we did Opeth, where we'll 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 talk about the first four albums, and then I'm gonna say something about every EP and whatever they ever put out. So you're okay. you're both welcome to listen to everything. Uh, you don't. You only have to listen to the first four records. Okay. Oh, I'm excited. All right. Nice. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you, guys. We appreciate you listening. Subscribe, like, hit us up. Tell us we're dicks. Leave a review. Tell us we're absolute shit. Or go fuck your mother. Have a good day, guys. Take care. Have a good day. What do you call a terrorist in a bathtub? What? A bath bomb.